guys? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. And welcome back to the first episode of Transformation Tuesday. Oh, let's talk about the one from the beginning, right? Guys, and, and saying what I was saying last, uh, what is it, 24 hours ago, obviously, from here in the Inspirational Monday... Transformation Tuesday, it came out a little bit of a different time. Now, remember Self-Love Friday, I told you guys about the things that I had overcome, obviously, at Marigot, right? Or Marigot, that's what they say in Thai. Um, And how I had to over just everything in general. That was the same year. So if we fast forward, maybe about two, three months later, that would have been the time that I had booked my uh, ticket to Australia. 2015, that's right, October 17th, I think, I believe I had landed there. So, guys, this was a very interesting, this, not interesting, this was the ultimate life transformer for me. Because at this specific moment, I realized my indomitable will. Now, a lot of people say average skill, phenomenal will. I would say, I don't, I don't really base life on skill. But the will that I have, the will that I have is not phenomenal. It's indomitable. Mother Teresa had said that before. And so looking back on all of that, arriving, of course, in Australia, um, in Melbourne, uh, and I used to speak to this girl by the name of Joy, right? So Joy and I, we met in Hawaii two years prior to that. So when I said that, you know, I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to come as long as I can stay at your home, buy some Herbalife, do some Under Armour, da-da-da-da-da. Okay? So I landed. There she was. I gave her a big hug. We got in the car. And she started telling me about her funny-ass story about having met a guy. That It's just crazy as hell, right? But we drove all the way around town. This is the first time I actually experienced the raw Australia. See, Raw Australia or Raw Melbourne, because Melbourne, I was always on trains. I was in the CBD, and I hated the CBD at the time. Now, of course, I would love the CBD. Uh, But we drove all the way around. I remember we hit a ridiculous amount of traffic. Then we went into Costco. So when we went into Costco, there were a lot of Chinese Chinese mainlanders there. So the reason why there's a a, a crazy amount of hate uh, hate towards Chinese people is because they don't care... They they bring their ill-manneredness to Australia. Now, Chinese people, they stick together, just as a lot of different people do, right? So if you're in Australia and you find a Mexican and you, he's from Tijuana and you're from, I don't know, Acapulco or something like that, you guys are going to be best of friends. You're going to end up finding other Mexicans and you're not going to want to go outside the box. This is called, again, going back to what you are used to rather than going outside the box and meeting people from other countries. You know what I mean? So when you go into this Costco or when I went into this Costco and I saw these Chinese just ignorant as fuck, just completely ignoring everyone, I saw a lot of these Australian people looking at them with a very disgusting look. So anyways, throughout that day, I met the kids, her kids, she has five of them. Beautiful children at the time. Uh, Mia, oh my God, she's probably 17 years old now. That's amazing. Ethan, Aiden, they're probably like 13 years old already. Uh, the oldest one and Liam, they're definitely, oh my God, they're probably 18 up to like 20 years old already. But 
You know, we did a variety of different things, and I saw a new world. Now, sometimes a lot of people would say, you know what? It doesn't matter where you live. You're still taking yourself there. You need to, again, get rid of that paradigm. And I said to myself, I said, the reason, the main reason why I'm doing this trip is obviously because of Tough Mudder. I don't care about anything else. I know a lot of people would say, oh, that's selfish. You didn't go there to see her. Yeah, okay, I went there to see her and obviously get that Herbalife because I bought, oh, my God, like $400 worth of product worth. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, so I mean, yeah, yeah, this is what I need to overcome. So the race is coming. Oh my God. I think I was there maybe about six days if I'm not mistaken, but we did a lot of things. We did a lot of things outside. Uh, we went to the gym just so I could get a little bit loose. We did different Stairmasters, uh, went to different places, bought pizza, you know, had a little picnic, went on a hike. You know, we we did some really, uh, just, had a great time. I can't remember. I thought we had done something like way outside the box. But by the, t- by the time Tough Mudder had happened, I was just completely dead. So anyways, going into that morning, right? It's cold, okay? It's October. Australia is technically just getting out of winter, right? So we got to drive from where she is all the way to the other side to a place called Bright, if I'm not mistaken. And I know when the elevation started climbing, it started getting colder and colder. And I'm like, dude, I don't know if I'm prepared for this. Because looking at my thermal, looking at my shirt, looking at everything that I have right now, it's going to be freezing come race time. But again, freezing, my freezing is like 15 degrees. Right? Celsius. Celsius. I don't know what that is at Fahrenheit. Let's say 50 to 55 degrees or something like that. So when that had happened, I'm like, okay. Well, we did a pit stop. It's going to be really, really cold, so I just got to get prepared. I got to get prepared for all of this. Okay, Arsenio, just make sure you come over here. You get something to eat. Make sure you have enough carbs in you. Oh, damn, I'm suffering from indigestion right now. My goddamn guts and nothing processed. This is going to be bad, but, you know, when we got to the grounds, I'm like, oh, my God, this is time. I was listening to some of that, you know, I like to call it, like, that upbeat music. You know, that hip-hop music to get my blood flowing to say, okay, here we go. Here we go. This is it. This is it right here. And so I see all these other people at this pit stop and people who are eating. And I'm like, damn, some of these girls are fine as hell. And they're all obviously going to the race. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be great. So we got there. Not many ground. There's a big ground, but they didn't fully utilize it. It just felt like it was very compact. But anyways, the race started. We're going up, down, up, down, up, down. Me, I'm focused, man. I'm like, you know what, Arsenio, just look down. You're going to pass a lot of people because everyone has their own different pace and you're just going to have to keep going on. So I remember the third, fourth kilo. And you know what's really good? Uh, You know what's really, really good about, uh, uh, well, Aussies at that time. Uh, And people who probably came from around the world, you know, there are people from all walks of life. You know, I ended up running with these big guys. We were just having a fucking blast, man. Uh, And I ran with them probably from kilometer mark about 6 to about 10. And we ended up doing this huge event where the music was just insane. It was going. It was wild. It was up. It was ante. It was hyped. Whatever you want to call it. But then after that, I felt like my body and my mental just completely fall apart. I'm like, dude, 9 kilometers? I don't feel good anymore. This is going to be very pain-filled now. 
And so I remember looking up at these hills and I'm like, dude, guys, I can't do this anymore. But at that specific moment, this was the transformation. I said, Arsenio, you're either going to continue being a victim and go back to Thailand, being the same fucking person you are now and always have been, or you're going to overcome all the negative opinions and racist remarks that you have gotten over the last two years. What's it going to be? And I remember I just put my head, head, you know, head down. And I just went all the way up this hill. My legs were burning. Obviously, I'm way, way, you you know, I work out a hell of a lot more than I did back then. Although back then, too, yeah, I just used to do a lot of running, not much heavy weight lifting, which kind of sucked. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I went up this hill and I remember after that, it was like kilometer mark 11, 12. And I was like, oh, man, this is it. This is it. I mean, I feel like uh, I'm going to fall apart now. And I knew I needed to get to a fucking goddamn bathroom. So I remember going down there somewhere and I finally, you know, found this bathroom. I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to be all right. But the shoes were terrible. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to get out of this little, I got to get out of these shoes. But then I just said, come on, Arsenio, you got this. Just put your head down and just continue marching in. And that's exactly what I did. I remember 13 kilometer mark, 14 kilometer mark. 15-kilometer car. Meanwhile, there are helicopters, rescue helicopters over, uh, you know, circling overhead because, again, I saw a guy have a seizure on the course probably about 200 meters out, and I saw all these people holding up their arms, and we're over here trying to get, like, the attention of the ambulance where they were on their phone or some shit, and then they hurry up and sped down the field, uh, and then this helicopter came, took them. There were, there were quite a few rescues, man, but me... Freezing water, temperature had dropped again, obviously, from what it was at 12 p.m. It was approaching probably like 2 or 3 p.m. now, and I'm like, man, I need to hurry up and finish. And I remember the Arctic Enema, which is an ice chamber. I'm freezing. You got yourself a little bit of a breeze, okay, along with this fucking Arctic Enema, okay? Then after that, electroshock therapy. And I do believe that I still have that video. At least I still have it on my YouTube for sure. Uh, and I remember having it on my, uh, oh man, I remember having it on my phone, but I must have deleted it a very, 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 very long time ago, but it's on YouTube, thankfully, and, uh, I remember I was charging through it, and after I finished, I was like, dude, I'm in a significant amount of pain, I'm over here eating, okay, 40 grams of protein over here, chips over here, big sandwich over here, I consumed at least 75 grams of protein, you know, and then after that, I had a dinner after that, uh, you know, shortly after, but I knew that my body was going to be in a significant amount of pain. And luckily in Australia, they do have baths at some homes. And so I hurry up and dove, well, at my friend's home, Joy. So right after that race, I dove into that goddamn bath. I sat there in some Epsom salt, let it all soak in so I could like kind of delay the, what is it? Doms, right? Delayed onset muscles, uh, soreness or some shit like that. So luckily that worked because the next day I was great, but I did have a lot of pain throughout the day. I had to put Bengay on. I had to do a lot of stretching, but by the time the next day came, I felt like I had an extra step in me. So looking back on that people like that, I wanted to quit. And if I had quit, that means Thailand would have won because it would have been like Arsenio, you came all the way out here to quit. This is what this is what you're going to do. If you quit now, you're going to continue quitting on everything in your life in regards to all the racist remarks that you've got in regards to this, in regards to that. I'm like, you know what? Well, fucking I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to go through this motherfucker. And so I did. I charged through. 
And that was that was the beginning. That was the beginning because again, 2016, I did another Tough Mudder in Bali. Right, 2017, I did a Tough Mudder, a half Tough Mudder out there in Phoenix, Arizona, in Mesa, Arizona, and then that was my first Spartan race. I think I did two Spartan races that year, and I did another two in 2018 and none last year. But I just wanted to continue doing those races to keep putting myself through that physical pain. And each of those races was like a part of me that I needed to defeat. Although, obviously, the subconscious mind harvests just about everything. But physically, being able to put myself through that and say, I'm going to come out on top, that's exactly what I did. And that was one of the greatest moments of my life. Because that Tough Mudder race, and as you can see, and at the top of that hill, and if you guys see that photo, there it is. That's it right there. That was when I was in a significant amount of pain. And it was, I I didn't know I was going to survive it. It wasn't like an ultra beast, but guys, they fully utilized all the hills out there. This is the most hilly course ever. And so you can't run after the 10 kilometer mark. You're doing a lot of walking. I mean, if you could do a light jog, if you have good knees and whatnot, uh, or I know some of these ultra, super crazy ultra marathoners, they could do a hell of a lot more. But man, it was tough. It was real tough. And that's why I am so, so unbelievably grateful because what had happened, obviously, up until now, that kicked off my personal growth journey. When I came back in October of 21st, and I remember I had all this luggage, and I'm like, Arsenio, you're a tough mutter now. You are a fucking tough mutter. You're unstoppable. And two months later, that's when I discovered Napoleon Hill, the, the book Law of Success. And then, like, a week after that, I created my podcast. That kicked off my personal growth journey. Putting myself through a significant amount of physical pain to finally say to myself, I can overcome this. I can overcome me because that's what I need to overcome. Because all these opinions, they're going to come a dime a dozen. They're going to continue flowing into my life. But it's up to me to say, is that true? Yes or no. And stop taking everyone's opinion. Like some people say shit now. And I'm like, what the? Bitch, you don't even know who I am. Get the fuck out of here. Like on YouTube, probably, I don't know, at the beginning of this year. There was a lot of trolls. I don't know where they're from, but they had different names. Like, hey, you should stop doing this. Hey, oh, I'm the first comment. So sad. I'm like, dude, fuck YouTube. I didn't give a fuck about YouTube. And first, I didn't comment back because I never have to comment on a troll post. They always get blocked. They always get deleted. They always get spammed, right? And then I just switched up the settings because I'm like, dude, YouTube is troll city. I'm done with that trash. And so, guys, in saying that, huh? <sighs> I've learned throughout that transformation how to take opinions, right? Because now if someone says, nigga, 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 that doesn't relate to me because I know I'm not that. You know, if someone says black, 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 I'm like, well, I'm not black. I don't consider myself anything. I consider myself Arsenio. And there will not be anyone else on this planet like me. And so I'm going to ride this bitch until the wheels fall off. And I'm encouraging all of you to do the same thing. So guys, stay tuned for more over and out.